Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. At Keystone, we believe exceptional organizations don't just happen. They are built by focused leaders that recognize their authentic leadership superpowers. Join us for a serious dose of inspiration. Welcome, everybody. I have a treat for you today. So for some of you who have been listening for a long time, you may have heard Michael Kithcart on here before. Um, I brought her back and I was just telling her because her and I can just jam on here. We don't need questions. We don't need, we just talk about whatever we would normally talk about if we're at coffee. And then the rest of you get to listen in, which is just a benefit. So Michael is a high performance leadership coach. She is amazing at what she does. Um, I've seen the results of it. Every time I'm with her, I, I get a little bit of free coaching, which I also appreciate. Um, and so I, I'm really excited to hear her stories and what she brings to us today in that leadership realm, because you don't become a high performance leadership coach unless you've done some things right and some things wrong as a leader, right? So I hope you're going to share all of it with us um, because we're all in that space. So Welcome. Thank you. I'm laughing because I'm like, how many dirty little secrets are we going to share today? I know people come on here and they're like, oh my gosh, I shared way more than I should have shared. And I'm like, I have that gift. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I want you to just start with just telling listeners, like what got you to this point in your success, right? What's that journey been like? Give us the cliff notes version, because I think it's important for us to know, just like me, you, it hasn't been this like beautifully paved like goes from one to the next career ladder that you've climbed right it's had it's had different flavors and different parts of of your journey so share that with us okay well what I would say is there was a period in my life when I started out in my professional career where what was driving and fueling me was people telling me no and that I can't and um I used that to to prove everybody wrong and, um, and that got me certain results. Um, I was in sales and hundred percent commission sales, and it fueled me to, um, levels of success that I greatly benefited from. And I would like to think that my clients did too. And, um, and then I got to a certain point, uh, that it, it took, this is a lesson that took me a really long time, Jamie, that I, was burning out from that, that I was driving myself harder than anyone ever would have asked me to. And I stopped getting return on investment (laughs) um, from my actions. And I I wouldn't have identified it at that point. Um, But I, uh, what happened is I then got into, eventually got into sales management and I benefited from having a coach. The company um, invested in leaders. I got an executive coach and that really started helping me see as everyone who has managed people for the first time uh, experiences, I think is like, oh my gosh, they don't work the same way I do. And at first I thought that was going to be a big problem. And then I realized like my way wasn't the best way. (laughs) And so the, and the coach helped me see that and, and to really start to get value um, and, and satisfaction from getting work done through others and actually grow and developing others. And that made me self-examine like, "Mm, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't ask somebody to do the things that I do to myself in life. Why am I doing it to myself? Mm-hmm. And I love to conduct experiments on myself and they have had great successes and amazing disasters. Mm-hmm. But I had to realize that that experimentation needed to be adjusted if I was going to help people. Oh my God. I'm like feverishly scribbling notes for all of you listening, because I feel like the coaching, um, the free coaching has already started and that like, she's talking to me right now. So a couple of, yes. Um, getting work done through others. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful way to think about leadership, right? You're not doing it to them. They're not doing it for you. You're Mm -hmm. getting things done through other people, right? You're working. It's that collaboration. Is it it is. What, and I think it's such a beautiful way to describe it that I haven't heard before. Um, and then you talk about the driven piece. So this has been something that's been really front of mind for me lately. I'm actually listening to an audiobook called Driven, not Drive, oh, yes. Daniel Pink, but Driven. And I can't think of the author now, it's horrible. But it's really about the science of driven people. And in your DNA, they're now studying the, the adaptations to your DNA And so it's a double-edged sword. It's this great thing because it makes you entrepreneurs and really, you know, people that climb and are CEOs, but it also can make you very unhappy personally Mm -hmm. because of the burnout and the constant need to like, no one else is telling you you're not enough, but you're like, it's not enough, right? Mm -hmm. I need to do more. And so this book just beautifully lays out both sides. And that's, that's really what you realized. And I feel like I am in a phase of realizing that as well is like, me pushing harder doesn't produce the same results it did three or four years ago. Yes. Yes. It's so true. And I feel like it's a, it's a lesson must be one of my life lessons because I've had to learn it lots of different ways. Um, But that's what I love about leadership coaching is because I get to work with uh, lots of other very, very driven people. And I talk very early on about the difference between achiever and high performer and how the goal is really to move into high performance Um, because achiever and, and people get hung up on this because if you're a, if strengths find a person and you're high in achiever, like there's a badge that goes with this, but there's another way and achiever actually can lead to burnout. So, and I bet in Driven, it it talks about some of those characteristics um, because it it is getting to a result, usually in this singular pursuit of something, oftentimes at personal expense. Like I'm just gonna keep driving. I'm gonna go, 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 go till I get there. Maybe I'll sleep one night and then I'm up and I'm at it again, right? And there's a bunch of people listening right now, nodding their heads, self-diagnosing. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the dark side. We're here to help. Um, so as you look back over your career, your life, is there a leadership moment that shaped how you do what you do today? Right. But even in your leadership background, like, is there that moment where you're like, it was this person or it was this, this event that happened that really made you go, wow, like that's what leadership is. Can you pinpoint it to any singular thing? Yes. I think I finally, when I had like my fourth opportunity to lead teams Mm -hmm. and I did it differently and it's really what created what is now my winning your way method. But the difference really was in that I just, I was just there for the people. 
Like I took the job just to, to create a team that could excel beyond what they even originally thought they were capable of. And I made that my whole purpose. Right. And yeah, that made all the difference. Yeah. It's, it's what we call conscious leadership, servant leadership, right? There's a lot of different names for it, but it's just when it's not about you, it's about the success of the whole, right? And then you get your satisfaction from seeing them succeed. Yes. And I, and, and I would say that it's even like, there was a little bit of a difference in that because Mm -hmm. I think I learned that in my second or third leadership role Mm -hmm. and the shift that I feel happened in this particular instance, Jamie, is that I believed in that team more than they believed in themselves at first. And I was, my purpose was really to discover like what was going to help them excel Mm -hmm. and to help them realize it and then actualize it. And that's, that's, that was the difference for me. That is, I was going to ask you, right? Wait, because we can go through these leadership and and just take the same approach and think it's going to work in different environments. And it was just such a great reminder in my book. I talk about, you've got to curate. Sometimes you have to curate your confidence. And what I mean by that is sometimes you have to find people that have some confidence in you when you don't necessarily have confidence in that area. And you got to curate it from others until you've built it yourself to kind of get you through that. And that's exactly what you're talking about is sometimes someone else needs to say, I know you can do this and I'm going to be here to help you figure it out. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. So I feel like I, my perfect blend is challenger and champion. So I am going to push you and help you see a different level of result that you can get to. You don't know how you're going to get there yet. I don't even know necessarily if we're being honest, I don't know how you're going to get there, but we're going to get there together and I'm going to champion you along the way. And you're going to have progress and you're going to hit new milestones and you're going to learn and you're going to grow. And guess what? That approach is actually sustainable. That is actually something that is replicable. You won't do it exactly the same way, but you will be able to do that. And then along the way, we're going to layer in that maintaining positive relationships and well-being, and that's high performance. Okay, so if anyone's wondering why why she's a really good leadership coach, she's pretty much doing her sales pitch here today because it's holistic, and I love that approach. And the other thing is, is the reason people, and you said that was one of your moments, right? When you were a sales manager and then you got a coach is, I don't care how successful you are, you need a coach because a coach is going to, reflect back what you're saying, what you're seeing, but you're so close to it that sometimes you can't step away from it, right? And see it from a different perspective. And Mm -hmm. that's what I think you do so brilliantly is that challenger and champion is help you see the things in me as a leader that I don't necessarily see in myself because it's probably my innate abilities. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily, right? We're on the superpower success podcast. I don't know how to take my superpower, put words to it and do something with it. And other people typically can see it better than we can. Yes, it's so true. And when you want to, but maybe are a little bit scared to go after an outcome you've never achieved before Mm -hmm. and it's stalling you 
it's making you stuck. You talk a lot about, you know, being stuck and, and getting unstuck, Jamie, that coaches will help you and challenge you to go like, but what if, like, what would that result be? What, where, what would that next level look like? And even just simply saying like, that's actually possible. Like think of somebody who's already where you want to be, right? Somebody's always there. And, and sometimes people will come back in a coaching session and it'll be like, maybe within the coaching session, or it'll take till the next time. And they'll be like, Oh, this might actually be possible. <laughs> and you're and like, like that moment. <laughs> The light bulb finally goes off, the dots connect, right? But that that's what coaching is. I think a lot of people go or have preconceived notions about a coach being like, there's something wrong with you. There's something broken, right? You're miserable. That can be a piece of what pushes you to coaching, but it's usually that you just need somebody to, to help challenge you and help you see things differently, not actually solve your problems. So when people come to me and they think I can coach them from a business standpoint, but I'm going to like give them the answers. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to pull the answers out of you. Like, right. right. Like they're already there. You just haven't formed them. Right. And you haven't had that think partner to help you kind of put the pieces together. Yes, absolutely. It's so much about discovery and helping it just surface. Yeah. For you. So you work with so many leaders. How do you define leadership? So I'm going to ask two questions. How do you just define leadership? Mm -hmm. And how do you see the future of leadership and what is going to be required? Ooh, I love this. Okay. I use Brene Brown's leadership definition because I really believe that that is the, like, for me, that is the leadership uh, definition and I'll explain why. So her definition is anyone who takes responsibility for finding potential in people and process and has the courage to develop that potential. And it's just like, boom, right? I wish I would have come up with that. Ah, that's beautiful. I love it because it's people and processes, right? Because not everybody is a people leader. Um, and, and we know for, for a fact, right. Leadership has nothing to do with title and everything, but it's always about getting that potential identified and actualized. And so then if you ask me where leadership is going, where it needs to go is like, I think all of us in this, in this realm are on a vision to help create more effective leaders in the world. Because if we do that, it changes everything. Right. You know, you, you're talking, you just came out with a book on culture, like better leaders create better culture. All intertwined. Yep. They drive better business results. They help develop and grow better people. (laughs) It's just like that alone could is singularly like the greatest impact anybody could have is to actually be an effective, great leader. Right. When you boil down, it's funny you say that because it's hard to sometimes articulate when you have a business like we do in our services. And so you can, I could spend 15 minutes telling you about everything we do. And then right behind that, I will tell you the foundation of all of it is the development of your leaders because Mm -hmm. none of the rest of the things we can do to help your company will happen unless the leaders are strong mm-hmm. and the leaders are growing. They don't have to be perfect. They can be on their own journeys, but they're evolving. 
right? And they're moving forward and growing versus thinking the way they've led the last 10 years is going to get the next 10 years right. right? Yes. And it's not changing. What are you seeing in your leadership clients as the, some of the biggest struggles or you're right challenges that they're experiencing right now in this current environment? They are recognizing that people aren't responding the same way that they used to. And they're not equipped as leaders to engage differently and and actually be able to influence people to be able to do things that are needed in the business and to actually want to do it, right? To actually see themselves as part of the solution in the business. It's right. I think that is the biggest piece. I'm seeing, you know, while it feels overwhelming right now, because we're seeing the exact same thing. And I love how you put it, that they're, they're realizing they aren't equipped. So they're seeing like, I tried this, I tried this. It's not working anymore. Right. It used to work. Um, And it's, they're not equipped anymore. And that is the responsibility that we're talking to businesses about. Like, yes, it's the leader's responsibility to to go find a coach if they, you know, if they're, if they're that aware and they they really want to move forward, but the business has to figure out how to support that whether Mm -hmm. it's time, money, you know, whatever it is and say, your performance review is not taking a hit because you got a leadership coach. It's actually the opposite. If you don't want a coach, like we just had this, we had a leader that a owner of a business that really wanted a couple of his people to have leadership coaching. And he knew that's what they needed and they refused. And I was very blunt with him and just said, you should be very concerned. Because if they're refusing to grow right now, we are doomed as a business because everything else around us is evolving. And if we're staying behind, right, and digging in our heels, we're in trouble. And so it's creating that space for leaders to just be vulnerable and say, I got to figure out a different approach. And and how do they get over that hump, right? That self-awareness and admission of, you know, I equate it to the same thing about therapy, right? Or mental health or burnout or is you just have to get to a point where you're like, I need help. Right. All right. There has to be a willingness, right? You know, you said earlier, coaching is not, you know, a punishment or anything. In fact, I won't coach people. I flat out ask, is this, are you trying to address, you know, an an issue? Like, are they on a performance improvement plan? Because that's coaching is not going to fix that. Right. It, it, it's an investment in, in people because you believe in their growth and their, their ability to continue to develop and grow. So um, that acknowledgement is the, the first piece. And then that, you know, it doesn't have to be one-on-one coaching. Some people that that's not their, that's not their jam. And so there's all kinds of uh, workshops. And really, if you want to have lasting impact, getting a leadership team all on the same page, getting them to align, to actually work together, that that creates a forum that not only provides self-awareness for the individual leaders, but they then start to understand each other better and that transcends to their teams. So that's where there's like great impact. It doesn't have to be one-on-one. Right. And I think it's that, you know, I I tell clients when they're, you know, we've been working on them with strategy for, let's say a year or two, 
Right. And then I'll sit down with them and I'm like, you guys do realize this has been a leadership development program the entire time. Right. But, but out of the gate, they don't think they need a leadership development program. They think they need strategy. But what happens is the peer to peer coaching, learning from each other, right? Like, like all of that happens in the moment when you're working on other things, which is exactly what you see, right? When you work with teams is like, they can learn from each other just as much as they can learn from you. Yes. Yes. And if there's not the willingness to do that, look, you've got a trust issue. You know, you've got a trust issue. That strategic plan that you're creating is going to go nowhere. Right. Right. Or it's going to stall out. Maybe it'll take three steps, but it's not, it's going to stall out. So, you know, other issues get exposed, but then when they get exposed, you can address them and you can do something about it. Correct. Because it's digging them up, right. And bringing them to the surface so that we can do something about them. And I think it's what we're talking about here is what we've, I would say struggle to describe, but struggle to get people to buy into is this idea that leadership development's not in one bucket, culture's in another bucket, and your business strategy and your business results are in another bucket. Those buckets are all intertwined. Mm -hmm. One is part of another, one impacts another. And so we can't look at them even as investments. It's like, they're all separate things and we pick and choose. Well, you're impacting the other ones regardless, right? So how do we create that? That's really where we've come in is how do we create that holistic view? Yes. It has all those pieces and they all work well together instead of being disjointed. Yes. It's, it's so true. And it, they can't, they can't be isolated anymore either. Right. Like you're saying holistic approach and one area might need to be addressed uh, first, right? Like some order might shift based off of what the company and and maybe even the the experience that you have on the leadership team, but eventually it's all going to have to, yeah, be brought up and addressed. And it's so much fun. Look at, I, it's like, it's totally your jam. Like she, her energy is like radiating talking about this. Um, okay. So for listeners who are like, okay, I now understand I, this is what I need, or I want to have a conversation with my boss, right. About getting a coach or calling Michael to help me. How, where do they start? Like, mm. like what, what is, how do they know they're ready? Like they're truly ready, not just ready to sign a check. Right. But they're like ready to do it. And, and how do they, how do they start down that path? Yeah. So uh, I would, there's a couple of questions that they could start with asking mm-hmm. themselves. Um uh, the first one would be, you know, where do I want to be in a year from now? Mm-hmm. What 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 feedback have I gotten uh, from my team, from my peers, from my boss lately? What do I want to get better at? Mm-hmm. Right. And then what what would I want to get out of a coaching experience? Mm-hmm. And am I truly willing to invest the time and energy in that right now? Because it's not just a coaching call. Like if you're working with a a coach, like expect that there's going to be action steps. Yeah. Expect that there's going to be work in between the sessions. It's a practice, right? It's not a perfection, like just go out and do it right. It's a, it's a practice. So if you can have that 
if all of those, like that sounds like something you're willing to invest in, if you can identify some areas that you would like to improve in, or you've gotten some feedback that would help your effectiveness as a leader, like those are all good indications that, yeah, you're probably ready for a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because it is about being ready. I, I, even early on, right? My first coach, as I, I kind of think about it, it, was like, okay, I need someone to help me solve these problems. And it, right, it's an event. Mm-hmm. And it's the like, almost like, well, no, those are external problems that I need you to help me think through. And it's like, coaching is like, mm, but it's here. Right. Like, inside, right, is where we need to fix first before we can fix the external. And I think a lot of people come into that's why they think the coach is there to fix something, for, mm-hmm. help them find something. Right. Yes. Yes. And, and a lot of times, right. Like what, one that event can get triggered by the fact that, Hey, I have these big goals and I'm going at it and I'm doing the things and I'm not getting the same, I'm not getting the results that I'm used to, or that I expected to get. And oftentimes people, when they want to go after and, you know, get a different income outcome, maybe income too, but outcome they they go, okay, I'm going to like maybe learn a new skill, or I'm just going to do more of the things I'm going to just going to keep taking these actions. And then when you come into a coaching engagement, (laughs) you realize, oh, more than likely the things that are getting in your way are what's going on internal. And so before you get that, we're going to, we're going to break down some of the mindset, some of the brain yeah, wiring that needs to take place, the identity that you currently have about yourself, like you are never going to outperform your identity. So if you don't see yourself as the type of person that can get to that next level that you want to get to, you're never going to get there. So I've written down six different titles of this podcast, because just for the listeners, so you know, I go into this conversation and then I title the podcast later, right? Just because this is authentic. It doesn't really have a script and you will never outperform your identity like mic drop right there. That just hit me square in the gut, which is amazing. That's the effect I go for. I, oh yeah, I I have no doubt. So, and what I love about your boldness about talking about coaching is it's not a soft thing you're looking for, a pacification of something. If you are going to hire a coach, hire one like Michael, that's going to challenge and mentor and champion, but emphasis on the challenge, because otherwise you're wasting your time, right? Mm -hmm. You've heard my analogy before. You don't hire a personal trainer to give you a bowl of ice cream in the remote, right? Like it's just, it doesn't get the results you're looking for. So hire the person or find the person that can do that for you and, and be that advocate, but challenging mentor at the same time. And I love that. Okay. Okay. So that was a, that was a perfect way to end on the podcast title. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. You made my life a lot easier. So now it's the bonus round. So I'm going to ask you three questions. Um, kind of unrelated to what we've talked about today, um, off the cuff. So my first question is, what makes you laugh? <laughs> um, almost uh, absurdity. I was going to say almost everything makes me laugh, but absurdity for sure. Uh-huh. Um, America's funniest videos. Yep. Animals and children. Yeah. Like that yeah. makes me I talk about this, my daughter and I have like a constant text chain back and forth on animal videos on Instagram that like make me want to pee my pants. Yes. They're so funny. They are. They're endless amusement. 
And it's the so this is the this is the light side of social media. There's a dark side to it, but the light side is like I want to have those belly laughs. Like well, you can find that right in people doing stupid things and animals doing funny things. So I, I'm a, I highly recommend watching the animal reels in Instagram. So, um, so for you, we to lead well, you need to be well, right? We we believe that in terms of a leader and ourselves. What thing, what's one thing you consistently do to manage your own energy? And it's probably a list of 10 things and I'm making her pick one, just FYI. <laughs> okay. I get up early in the morning so that I can have quiet time where there's not a sound going on in the house. And I write for 10 minutes. And I don't worry. I'm not the 13 year old me that thought everybody would want to read my diary. So I would edit what I would write. I just write. If, and that centers me for the day. Right. You're getting all of those thoughts out. And sometimes they're good thoughts that might actually impact your day or mm -hmm. decision you make or something. And sometimes it's just free form, right? You're just kind of letting it out. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. What I do at the end is I write I am statements because they're positive present tense. So um, that helps me get. So I, I make sure that they're, they're power statements, right? Like I am strong or I am patient. Maybe I need to be patient that day. You know. Sometimes I have to fake it by writing. I am patient. I do. Really not. <laughs> but there is such a strong connection like of, you know, with your brain when you're actually writing it and not typing. So. Got it. Okay. The last question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it that was going to impact people, what would you put on your billboard? Something along the lines of um, you are capable of more than you think you are. Can you imagine if you were driving down the road and you saw that? Right? Like that, it's like, yeah. You're right. And what different decisions someone would make in that next moment, in that next hour, in that next day. Mm -hmm. It's yes. truly all stepped into our power, our superpowers. Mm -hmm. Imagine what the world would be like. Yeah. And just believed it. Right. And didn't worry about someone else's. Didn't mm -hmm. see competition that you're smarter than me in an area or you're better than me at something. I just knew what I was really good at the corporate politics goes away. Corporate cultures completely change. People's well-being and the energy they have to give their families at the end of a day or end of a week, right, changes. It It's actually something that you can control. You are in control of that. Mm -hmm. And so many times people, like the stress and everything is, they they think they're, they don't have any control. Right. And they don't have any power, right? But when you think about I'm capable of more than I think I am, it's like you actually can influence that. You can change it. You can shape it. You can control that. Right. And you don't, you said it earlier, you don't have to know the answer to know you're capable of more. That doesn't mean because you're the smartest and you have all the answers does not mean the same thing is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you are and right. So in the world we are in, this is just, thank you for being here. First off, just like this has been like, this has filled my bucket for the week. Oh, thank you. I always, I always love our exchanges, Jamie. I get as much back. So thank you. So, I'm glad. And to the listeners, you, 
you know the whole reason of this podcast. You hear me say it every time. This is why. This isn't to make it beautifully, you know, edited and a bunch of ads and trying to sell stuff. It's to have these honest conversations because this is how we change the trajectory of our lives, of our businesses, of I mean, that's put pressure on everyone, but society as a whole is being able to be real and vulnerable and have these conversations about how we need to change and how we need to be better for ourselves first, but for everybody around us. So I appreciate you being here. I appreciate this conversation so much. And to the listeners, I appreciate all of you for continuing to engage and hopefully get filled up by these conversations and create a positive ripple effect. Thanks everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure and hit that subscribe button so you get the latest episodes as soon as we release them. And remember to keep maximizing your unique leadership superpowers. It truly is the key to building success, both in your career and in life.